Hey everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I have something that I think you're really going to like, and I already put it on the Twitter page, so that's the Complex PTSD guy, which you can find on Twitter, and it's an article that was written about ACE scores. So ACEs are adverse childhood experiences, and I've talked about this in the past, but this is probably the best written article. It's extremely well organized, better than anything I've ever seen about ACE scores, and um, it was done by NPR in 2015, and a man named Jack Shankoff is a, a pediatrician and director of the Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University. Um, he had a lot to do with this article. And like I said, it's on the Twitter page, the Complex PTSD Guy. If you want to read it, it's really good. But I wanted to share a few things that um, I actually fall under. So in regards to my own ACE score, um, I've talked about this in the past, but this is way more specific. And solutions to particularly, like if you're a teacher or if you're a parent, or if you're a loved one and you see a kid who is going through trauma, there's a few things here that you can help them with. Um, Some of it is things that I've talked about in regards to my own self and how I do like, you know, mindfulness things or art or poetry. Um, You know, those are some of my solutions, but I'll just start out with, um, again, this is, I put it on the Twitter page, but in regards to stress and the brain. So if you're going through trauma, you're going through stress. That's the key word. Um, And how does this affect, you know, the amygdala part of your brain and the fight or flight and impairing your frontal lobe function, which is your reasoning, your rationality, you know, thinking things through critically. So if you're heightened stress, it's impacting the frontal lobe negatively. Um, And this usually leads to learning difficulties difficulties and having a scattered mind or acting out in school and that's a key theme within this um, article is kids who act out in school Um, and then you get in trouble and then it leads to bad things Um, and a lot of times it's my own personal opinion and I know a lot of people I get a lot of people who don't agree with this but I truly think it is the solution Um, I talked about the the school that um, that school where the, I posted that on Twitter too, where those kids were getting arrested every other day and it was like the most arrested school in the whole country and stuff. Um, and a lot of the kids there have behavior disorders and PTSD and some have autism. Um, and they're being looked into, by the way, that school's being looked into. Um, but I had, I had told a couple people you know, I don't think the solution, because I was, I was telling them about the school and they said, well, that sounds like the teachers aren't allowed to discipline the students. Um, and I've heard that for years since I was a teenager, teachers aren't allowed to discipline students. And I don't think that's the problem. And so a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me here. Um, and then other people will say, well, it's the parents not parenting. Right, So you've got like two arguments that they constantly go over. The parents get mad at the teachers and the parents won't let the teachers teach. The, the parents won't let the teachers, you know, discipline their kids and the, 
parents take offense to it and blah, 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 blah. And I don't think that either of those arguments is the correct argument. I think the solution is you got to have a teacher who knows how to work with kids with behavior disorders. And the teacher has to know how to talk to them. They have to know how to help them. And I don't think it's necessarily disciplining. I think a kid who's coming from trauma has been overly disciplined or they've been traumatized. So they aren't going to trust an authority figure. And so you have to have a teacher who knows how to talk to a kid who's been through trauma. And, you know, I think this is where I personally think that poetry can be a huge solution for a kid to not just get their feelings out, but turn their venting or their anger into art. And you also learn punctuation and writing skills. You learn to use new vocabulary. You learn to turn things into art. You learn to turn your pain into art. And if you, you know, you got to be able to, to talk to them and let them know that they're not going to be in school forever. It's, they're going to be out someday. Um, they're not going to be living with their parents forever. They're going to be out someday. You got to let them know that there's an exit strategy. Um, if they're living in the moment because they're so stressed out, and when I mean living in the moment, I don't mean being mindful. I mean they're stressed out and they want to get their, their frustrations out in the moment. Um, so if they're stuck in the moment, like having a distracted mind um, from stress, it's going to be hard for them to, to know that there's an exit. Like, I never felt like there was an exit until I was basically in my second semester of my senior year of high school. I was like, wow, I'm actually going to get out of this place. Um, you know, because it was, my high school was crazy in my opinion. Um, they also said something that I've said before on here, that a lot of times kids who are acting out in school are impulsive. And a lot of times it gets kind of misdiagnosed for ADHD because they're not focusing. And it's not necessarily ADHD, it's... It's impulsive because of the trauma going on. Um, so again, so how does that affect you growing up? I, I personally experienced like a create, it creates a separation between you and other kids in grade school and high school who don't have those problems. And so they look at you like, you know, you have a problem or you're impulsive and, you know, it makes them want to keep your distance. Um, you might start seeking any type of attention for example, acting out in class, being promiscuous in high school, getting into trouble with school authorities or law enforcement, and then getting a criminal record, you know, it just spirals out. Uh, so what would be a solution for a kid who you, who you might think is struggling with at-home trauma or neglect? Um, some solutions would be getting them involved in a sport or some type of art activity. Poetry and painting, photography, geology, archaeology. Um, you know, you can do archaeology archaeology in your own backyard geology too you know uh, so let's say that a lot of times trauma and poverty go hand in hand for whatever reason that doesn't mean that rich kids wealthy kids don't go through just as much abuse but maybe for different reasons um, again aces are known as adverse childhood experiences and this is where they organized it really really well i'm just really impressed by this article um, it i've always heard there's 10 aces but they put it this way. They said there's three categories where the 10 aces fall into. Category one is abuse. That can be physical, emotional, or sexual. And for me, my abuse was different. So mine was 
physical in my childhood. It was emotional to this day. Um, it still goes on. Um, so those are two of my aces, but one ended when I would say I was about 10 or 11, the physical. And then category two is neglect. This is physical neglect or emotional neglect. And I would have to say physical neglect I don't fall under, but emotional neglect I do. Um, so there you go. So, so far I have like three. Um, so category three is household dysfunction. This can be mental illness. Yes, I fall under that. Incarcerated relative, no. Mother treated violently, no. Divorce, no. Substance abuse, again, that ended when I was about 10. So my the person abusing me was a drinker. And they would go into rages. Um, so again, that substance abuse was connected to my physical abuse. But they ended when I was about 10. So it's, you know, there was a stopping point for that. However, for the emotional, that was in category one. And then category two, the emotional neglect, that still goes on. And then category three, mental illness within the household dysfunction, that still goes on. Um, so those carry. Um, and then they said some solutions. Key solutions are engaging with a, a loved one who is there for you. And they said having a grandparent who loves you, a teacher who understands you, and that was me. I had a teacher, my math teacher, who knew something was wrong. And then a trusted friend who you can confide in, these three types of people may mitigate the long-term effects of early trauma. And I did have a grandparent who loved me, by the way. Um, And I did have friends I could confide in, but that teacher was the key person. And that's probably why I have the mentality that the solution to dealing with trauma, kids and trauma, is a a teacher who can talk to them, who really knows how to talk to them. Because I'm sorry, there's a lot of teachers who are really not good at their jobs in my opinion but what do I know I'm not a teacher Um, and then ACEs it also says increase health risk and there's two categories under this and this is again where they organized it really well category one is behavior lack of physical activity is one of them and I would say I was like that as a teen I wasn't in sports and I didn't work out I really didn't get enough physical activity Um, but now as an adult I do So that's something that was temporary. Smoking is another one. I don't smoke. Alcoholism is one. And I would have to say, you know, I've admitted on here before, I have had a drinking problem and that kind of comes and goes, but it was binge drinking. And binge drinking is a behavior. So that's, you know, look at that however you want. Another one is drug use. I don't have that. And then missed work. I don't have that. And then under category two under ACEs, increased health risk. Category two is physical and mental health. Severe obesity, I don't have that. Diabetes, I don't have that. Depression, yes, I've struggled with that for years. Suicide attempts, that's been, that's probably the biggest one that I've struggled with on this list. STDs, no. Heart disease, no, that I know of. Cancer, no. Stroke, no, but I have had Bell's palsy twice from stress. So that is similar to stroke. Um, COPD, no. Broken bones, no. So I just wanted to share this because, again, this was like the most well-written article on ACEs I've ever seen. And it just relates really well to stress. Um, And again, this was put out by the Center on the Developing Child at Harvard University. 
a pediatrician wrote this out and he's the director of the center um but again my my personal thing there those solutions they also said yoga is great and art yoga and art and mindfulness um which i've talked about on this podcast before and i've been keeping up with my yoga by the way and my new ab routine and eating better and my money i'm still i'm still doing better than normal um getting my car worked on recently and some other things did use up some of my emergency savings but i'm really i'm being very strict about making sure i'm saving up that money for the credit card debt that cash money that i'm keeping in the jar um that's worked really well um but again i just wanted to share this and just share what my aces are so again mine was physical until i was 10 emotional that still goes on emotional neglect that i would have to say still goes on um and that's regarding the people that my abuse comes from by the way uh mental illness that still goes on with them um substance abuse does not go on anymore with them and then under my so i so i would say i have one two three i guess i have five but two of them ended when i was 10 because again i didn't i didn't have an incarcerated relative or sexual abuse that i know of um divorce no mother treated violently no um i didn't have those things physical physical neglect i don't know i guess physical abuse and physical neglect could go hand in hand but i think with physical neglect i think it's maybe a little different category i'm thinking of not being fed correctly when i hear physical neglect um and then cuz i don't ha- i don't think i have that but then under the increased health risk it was um the alcoholism again binge drinking and depression suicide and things related to stroke so that's the little zone i fall into when it comes to this um and i think it can be very telling and they say the more aces that you have obviously the more risks there are but again if you can have that loving grandparent a teacher who understands you or a trusted friend and out of all of those again it was the teacher so very big deal and that's probably why i hold the opinion of you know it's not about the parent or the lack of discipline it's you know do you can you be a, a teacher who really understands how to talk to a kid who's been through trauma and let them know there's an exit strategy i just think that that's huge i think that's the solution um along with i would have to say poetry and some form of exercise or outdoor activity like geology just playing with rocks and studying rocks and um you know whatever you want to do archaeology um you know even if you're a little kid and you set up like a camp in your backyard you know because they say camping's really good for PTSD you could do that like get your kid a tent and let them camp out in the backyard that could be extremely therapeutic but i just wanted to share this and this is the complex PTSD guy signing off